재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. This is British Invasion Thursday on the program. We have some fantastic British-Korean inflected voices in both the front half and the back half of the show. And on Thursdays, we always do Culture Pulse, which is our chance to listen very closely to what uh, Koreans are saying to each other, really, in mainstream and in social media outlets. Juhyun Hong is here to guide us along with that. Welcome, Juhyun. Hello, Kat. Great to have you here again. Topic number one today, increasing young public officials are seeking easy work. What's that all mean? Uh, so the Economic Policy Bureau, the bureau that was known to be the growth engine for our economy and produced the most number of ministers and vice ministers, was a position that was highly desired by mm-hmm. young uh, public officials. But it was found that um, they find this position less preferable because of intense workload. It's too hard, man. <laughs> I just want to go and stamp paperwork and push pencils, that kind of thing. Um, we've heard in before in this very segment that a lot of young people are opting for public service, for civil service, because... Um, even though it's not sort of sexy, you know, it's not working for a design firm or a big chebol or entertainment. It's steady work. Yes. You don't get fired, probably. You get benefits. And maybe you can plan that trajectory with your, your family and purchasing a small home with more success than all of those other insecure, uh, worried, anxious young people True, out it's there. It's a very stable job. It's a very stable job. And yet... They get it. They get their foot in the door, uh, or they are choosing their trajectory. And some of these jobs you're saying are just too much to get their head around. Yeah. Um, um, yes. The young public officials they are seeking more and easy, comfortable position, and this has become a trend. So the bureau's rank has the Economic Policy Bureau has fallen behind International Finance Bureau and Tax and Customs Office, and this is because the International Finance Bureau. Uh, has a higher potential to work abroad and uh-huh. it's less burdensome. Because if you ask me from the outside, Economic Policy Bureau and International Finance Bureau sound like they would be similar work. But I guess um, there's a chance to be dispatched to someplace like the United States or Europe with the International Finance Bureau. Yes, and it's a lot less burdensome, less strenuous. So a lot of public officials opt for that I instead see. of the central bureaus, which is more... It's more like... More uh, crunching policy and developing papers and analysis, that kind of stuff. It's more hard on on the workload. I hear you. Okay, so the workload is uh, pretty heavy in the Economic Policy Bureau. Uh, If you want to kind of coast, you'll choose some of these more bureaucratic kind of offices. In addition to the International Finance Bureau, you said, uh, what other are considered like coasting bureaus? Coasting bureaus. You know, in other words, the work is easier, kind of just push the paper. Uh, There's also the um, tax and customs office because work there is quite repetitive. And also public officials find that after they retire, it is easier for them to get a job in accountant firms. Aha. Uh-huh. So that is why they choose um, they chose the Tax and Customs Office, and that rank was higher than the Economic Policy Bureau. Wow! So they've really got the sort of long term plan. They're they're already thinking even at the early end of their career about post retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be an accountant when I get out of this job. They at just 60 want something stable and something less stressful. Yeah, because they work so hard to pass the civil 
public civil examination. So I can't blame them. I think uh, you know these are uncertain times. So uh, I, you know, good on these young people for planning fifty to sixty years of their lives. Um, we want to hear some comments on this before we do. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about this whole trend? Uh, there's also like um, after the government office buildings moved to the city of Sejong, uh, people offices are working less overnight because executives would be on their business trips to Seoul. Uh-huh. So for Thursdays, it's like the weekend for them because on Thursdays the executives will go to Seoul so for them it's more like lax and uh-huh. laid back there's another perk your weekend starts on Thursday and the work is easy sounds better all the time we've got our usual um, staff of automated uh, comment readers who we turn to now to hear some of this week's social media elements shows that the young people these days know what's important What's wrong with not working overtime? What is this article even suggesting? That we should force officers to work more? That's rich coming from reporters who get paid to write ridiculous articles like this. The officers give up on promotion because it's all decided in advance. Actual tweets and posts on social media from real people out there read by our automated voices, kind of expressing sympathy with these uh, young bureaucrats who say, hey, man, I just want to take it easy in my career. Because they work so hard for the examination, they're just wondering why they have to work more than they're required of. All right. Let's move on to topic number two, um, displays are costing a fortune. Are we talking about uh, outdoor displays? Outdoor displays. Um, uh, for one example, is the twenty-two digitized pillars that were set up seven years ago in Gangnam. The purpose uh, of these pillars was to show how high tech the streets are, but um, none of them are operating in the right way. Oh, really? I don't know. As though I've seen these pillars. Are these basically pillars made out of like LCD monitors? Or? Yes, yes. It's the black ones, the black pillars that are like set up in the street. Okay. In the streets of Gangnam. I guess I must have seen them. I don't immediately conjure a visual picture of it. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, a ton of money, I imagine, was spent on setting these monitors up to kind of make it look modern and high tech. And you're saying that they aren't working? They're not working properly. Uh, the purpose of it was so that passengers can take a photo of themselves and send it to their emails. But it's malfunctioning, so it's not working properly. And four billion tax was used to set this up. Huh. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a big uh, bill. What are people saying about this kind of uh, expense and this kind of public work? They are saying, they are very angry, saying, who takes responsibility for wasting our tax like this? And uh, they believe that the administration get, should get approval from the public before they set up such displays because it's a waste of tax if it's not going to work as intended. I always wonder a little bit about the process to get these things installed because um, I was recently in Cognom and saw that uh, sort of crisscross arm statue, uh, the Cognom style statue. Such a waste of money. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from you, fine. I'm not going to go that far, but... uh, yeah, it's basically two disembodied arms doing the Gangnam style dance uh, somewhere near Coex, and uh, I, I'm like, really? Uh, it's, it's, this is this is what you want to, you know, <laughs> 40 years from now, people are still going to be thinking about it's this. It's just there are other ways to promote uh, advertisement and tourism, and I feel like these displays are not they 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 are very short lived. 
in grabbing someone's attention, isn't it? So. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, uh, we've got to move on to really our most serious topic of the mm. segment, and that is uh, ice cream prices. They have been uh, a little bit high. For some reason, ice cream prices in this stifling summer have been inflated, uh, and now they may come down a little bit. Yes, um, the suggested retail price is expected to be stamped back onto these ice creams. And the reason why the ice cream price went up was because of the open price system enforced by the government, which allowed, which was supposedly allowed to allow free com- market competition. Did but it not? No, because the final distributors get to choose the final price for these ice creams. But what they did was some distributors would set the price higher because they knew that for commodities, people won't go far to buy an ice cream. They'll just go to the nearby store. Sure. So if there's only one store in their local neighborhood, they could just set the price high. But since it's a commodity, people will willingly pay for it. Um, okay. I don't want to sound uh, like uh, elitist or the 1% or something, but isn't that kind of how capitalism works? <laughs> you know, you keep increasing the price until you notice people don't want to pay that price anymore. And then you stabilize the price. That's a kind of supply and demand, isn't it? It is supply and demand, but it's just a waste of policy because the suggested retail price was so that we could provide fair price for the customers, uh-huh. for the consumers. But that didn't work. That's why they introduced the open market system because they open price system because they believe that it will average down to the fair price. Mm. But that wasn't happening either because distributors were trying to profit from it. This is an ice cream gouge, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. People notice that there's only one penne jum in your in your neighborhood, and uh, people in this heat are going to buy ice cream almost at any price, mm. and they don't want to go a m- kilometer down the street to the next store where there might be a competitive price. So uh, they gotcha. Yes, and also ice cream companies that. Because of the competition, they keep slashing down the prices, so they have a 22.3% loss in sales. Okay. I see. All right, so just real briefly, what are some people saying about this uh, ice cream price gerrymandering? People are saying, can we really trust the ice cream companies to be transparent? And are we really going to think that they're going to be honest about their price? Because like you said, it is capitalism. They will try to profit off on what's best for them. So they don't believe that the suggested retail price would actually solve the problem. We need almost a ministry of ice cream supervision, I think, at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any other quick comments before we go? They were also talking about how it it should say, uh, the ice cream company should set the expiration date firsthand because the expiration dates aren't stamped onto these ice creams. My God, this laissez-faire ice cream market has gone all wrong. And that's our note to finish on. Have an ice cream, uh, Juhyun. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) That's uh, Culture Pulse, and we will be right back with Koreascape after this. Thank you.